This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Welcome to it. On the Block. Feels like you've been with you guys for a while already. Had a great crossover segment with Nick and Rico right there. Thanks to the guys for, uh, you know, letting us chat with them. Some college baseball Husker headlines uh, with them. We'll talk some more about that with Evan Bland coming up here in just a few minutes. But Strick, how's Dallas treating you? Hot, sunny, muggy, all that good stuff. But we're on the block right now. It's an exciting day. A lot of stuff, a lot of information to be taken in, especially in what's going on in the NBA side of things. Got the NBA finals coming up on tomorrow, but we have some decisions that need to be made today. So that's a, that's a good thing. Let's let's start with the Nebraska aspect of it. Kase Tomonaga, we still haven't heard. Um, yesterday, the Indiana Pacers posted a video, and Strix, I was going back through their, their Twitter account, all these videos had, you know, 100, 200 likes on the high end. Um, one guy, I think, ended up with 730 likes. And then you see the one with Keisei Tomonaga in it. The interview they did with Keisei, which is about two minutes long, got 9,000 likes compared to 100 or 200 for these other players. Um, it sounds like his workout with them went well. Um, Robin Washett was saying that he's back in Lincoln talking with the coaching staff and that he won't announce his decision till tomorrow morning in Japan, uh, which is a 14-hour difference, give or take. What do you think the decision is for Keisei Tominaga? Well, I mean, the time difference kind of has some effect on what the decision has to be made. I mean, it, he's going to have to let them know. I think the deadline is by 10.59 tonight that they, they actually have to have already made that decision. So um, I venture to say that I think T- uh, Tamanaga has two options in, in the discussion. I, I think depending on and, and based on some of the reporting that they, he had some good workouts and a lot of the people are going to be weighing whether or not defensively Casey Tamanaga has uh, the ability at the next level with all the space and, and all, because when you look at the playoffs now, when you look at the playoffs and what's going on, Kase Tamanaga, you have to try to fit him into any of these teams and make a determination as to whether Kase Tamanaga has the ability or they even have the ability to mask and cover and protect him in, in, in ways. Like, for example, you can look at the Denver Nuggets and, and look at the way that they play. They have a masking defense that Coach Malone has set up for them to be able to protect their best player, which is Nikola Jokic, right? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a form of a – the way that they do it is so phenomenal in that everyone moves in sync. They're syncopated in the way that they, they basically move in their rotation scheme to protect Nikola, right? Um, so they would have to determine whether or not he's going to be siloed into strictly a shooting role where he comes in off the bench and, you know, he's able to fill it up or he, they need some spacing, some guy in the corner, so forth and so on. How can we mask him if we decide to bring him in? Because they are going to find ways. Look at what Jimmy Butler and Miami did 
to to the Boston Celtics in their final game. They mm-hmm. they ran sets that was going to take Boston to their their uh, defensive weaknesses. That's going to happen in the league. It may not happen early, but once the scouting report catches up with you, it's going to be so. So that's that's the thing they're going to going to have to weigh out for Casey Tabanaga. Now, then the next decision becomes: Did he perform well enough, or is Japan to go ahead and go and get the money? The the iron's hot. Or is that the next move? That's probably what some of those discussions are happening right there in Lincoln right now. The other huge decision, I think, for the Big Ten, there are some that are down the list. Illinois has a couple in Terrence Shannon and Coleman Hawkins that would, I think, greatly impact how that team looks next year. Cliff Amori of Rutgers uh, has just announced that he's coming back. That's where I was going, Strick. That's the last one. (laughs) Zach Eady. I think that's a very similar conversation to the one about Kese Tomonaga. I don't know. I'll ask you this question. Are the concerns about Zach Eady in the NBA more offensively how limited he is or defensively how little he moves? Well, let's just be honest about Zach Eady is the reigning AP National Player of the Year. Uh, He had a great season. Uh, He's a 7'4 big man, but he is purely an in-the-post big man. Slight touch, maybe out to 10 to 12 feet. Uh, but he's coming from an era that is a bygone era in the NBA where you had your 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 strict post-up guys. Uh, you had your strict defensive guys and like uh, Mark Eaton, um, Dikembe Mutombo. You had your good balance guys in Alonzo Mourning. You had your your good balance guys in, mm-hmm. in uh, um, shoot uh, Patrick Ewing. And we can continue to go down. There are guys that also have that now that are in the NBA that are still getting getting minutes in the NBA, and that would be like, for example, um, um, big fella um, that just, that won the Defensive Player of the Year up in Minnesota. Gosh darn it, my mind. Oh, Rudy blank, Gobert. Right? Rudy Gobert. So you have some. Oh, Andre Drummond, guys like that. Rudy Gobert, Andre Drummond. Some of those guys are are just strictly defensive guys that are that that have limitations and 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 so forth and so on. He is not Victor Wimbenyamba. He is not going to be. He is not in any form or fashion Nikola Jokic. And I don't think he's going to be because I've seen a lot of weaknesses in that area. But yet the young man is still 21. I mean, right. So we we still forget the fact that Zach Eady is only 21 years old. He has still room to grow. I just don't think he'll be that full stretch guy. I think he could probably be a better passer as he continues to learn and grow. Um, I, I don't know if he has the footwork to do that. And so a lot of questions that are coming out right now is probably, yes, we know what he did throughout the year. Yes, we know the success we have, but the fairly Dickerson uh, loss, is it bad? Is it a bad enough taste in the mouth of those who watched it? Or is it a bad enough taste in the mouth of Zach Eady that he would want to come back and, and, and do it, run it back and, and see if he can change that whole narrative? I just don't think that the narrative would change on Zach Eady. I think the narrative is going to be that this is who he is. And so uh, I don't I don't think it lands him in a high first round or a team is going to waste a pick on Zach Eady at that position. He'll probably land in the second round. And we've seen that, you know, with some of the last, you know, players of the year that have been big men. We talk about Edie, you look at Luca Garza when he got drafted, yeah. stuck in the G League for yeah. a while, and even Oscar Shibway, who came back for another season, he's got a decision to make as well. Good stuff there. We'll probably keep talking about this as the show goes on. Uh, but we got to call Evan Bland, keep the Husker baseball conversation going. Uh, who's that core for the Huskers next year? Where does he think some of the top guys get drafted? And reflecting on the season, how does he grade it out? We'll talk all that and more with Evan on the other side.